0: CHAPTER ONE "'Cousin Elizabeth! This is utterly preposterous!' Darcy heard through the open window as he approached the front door of the parsonage, and he involuntarily glanced towards his cousin, only to notice his brow arching in what he could reasonably assume was a diverting mirror of his own turn of countenance. His jaw tightened. Under different circumstances he might have turned back, the "'Devil take him if he was about to walk away "'and allow that pompous fool to continue speaking to her "'in that intolerable fashion.' stoke, indeed, and at such short notice. "'Why, the very notion?' "'Mr. Collins was heard complaining further, "'until a soft voice, that Darcy readily recognised "'as Mrs. Collins, tactfully intervened. "'I'm quite certain it could not be helped, Mr. Collins,' "'she quietly supplied.' "'Sometimes matters are out of one's control.' "'He could not hear her,' Darcy noted with some concern, "'which could only mean that she was too vexed "'to trust herself to speak to her infernal cousin. "'Pursing his lips, he took the last few steps "'and forcefully employed the knocker. "'It was not long until he and Fitzwilliam "'were shown into the parlour, "'only to see that he must have been in the right, "'judging at least by Elizabeth's countenance "'and heightened colour. She barely curtsied, and it suddenly occurred to him that, instead of being of assistance, he had, in effect, hindered her in her endeavours, for of course she would not feel at liberty to discuss family matters in his presence. A sudden warmth coursed through him, at the thought that this was bound to change, and soon. The worst was over, the pain of self-denial, the torment of indecision. All he needed now was the opportunity— the chance to declare himself and secure her hand. He almost smiled at the thought that in a day or two he would have the right to speak for her, stand between her and her foolish cousin, and silence him in a trice. He seemed apt enough to silence him already, thank goodness, Darcy noted, as the man had of course ceased his remonstrations and stood to deliver a deep bow to him and a noticeably less servile one to his cousin. In his turn, Darcy acknowledged him with a nod, and turned to greet the ladies. He bowed to Mrs. Collins, but it was Elizabeth he glanced upon, as he quietly offered, "'My apologies. I hope we have not called at a bad time.' "'Impossible, sir!' the parson interjected. "'You could never call at a bad time. I must apologise for the commotion you must have overheard. A trifling family matter, that is all,' he added." and Darcy could not fail to see Elizabeth's chest rising in indignation at his dismissive tone. "'Can I be of any assistance?' he asked. "'Of her again.' And again it was the insufferable man who answered. "'You are too kind, Mr. Darcy. Nay, nay, do not distress yourself. Let me assure you, we would not dream of inconveniencing your esteemed aunt and her relations.' Elizabeth's dark eyes... "'shot daggers at her cousin, "'and she pursed her lips as she resumed her seat. "'There is no inconvenience at all,' "'Darcy resignedly addressed his host, "'since all previous attempts to address another "'had been purposely thwarted. "'I would be glad to be of service if I can. "'Sir, your condescension has no bounds. "'Indeed, just the same as your most amiable aunt.' "'A strange noise,' that sounded suspiciously like a muffled snort, came from behind him, giving Darcy to understand that Fitzwilliam was labouring as much as himself under the necessary burden of keeping a straight face at the parson's fawning, and, indeed, at hearing Lady Catherine described as amiable, of all things. Fitzwilliam, however, was the least of his concerns. The first and foremost was Elizabeth. "'May I be allowed to know what distresses you?' he quietly asked her, and could not fail to detect extreme surprise in the glance she flashed at him, nor could he fail to wonder at it. Why she should be surprised, he could not fathom. Surely she did not think that his offer of assistance was meant for Mr. Collins, or had she failed to see that he would like nothing better than to safeguard her interests? Perhaps she did not see it, but then, he had been far from obvious lately— "'and had struggled to limit his attentions "'so as to avoid giving rise to expectations "'while the matter was still undecided. "'It was decided now. "'He would stand beside her, "'and it was positively liberating to show it at last.'